Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, February 13th, and we start with local news. On Saturday, the annual Soup and Bowl event took place to benefit Harvest Share Food Pantry. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy went by the event to learn more about it. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today, Saturday, I'm at the Memorial Building where the Harvest Share Soup and Bowl fundraising event is being held. It's a packed building. People have been very enthusiastic. They've enjoyed some great soups. The live auction is going on right now. And we learned about something new today. I'm speaking with Robin Collier, who is with Harvest Share of Murray County, but also with the Paul Pantry. And Robin, tell us what the Paul Pantry is all about. The Paul Pantry in Murray County, what we do is we make sure we're able to provide food for the dogs and cats in our community because we want to make sure that all the animals stay in their happy homes rather being than being surrendered or abandoned due to a financial hardship that they have. So we want to make sure that they're kept happy, they're kept fed, and we can just take care of our community. Okay, and y'all are actually physically located in the, in the Harvest Share of Murray County building, correct? Correct. If you guys come into the Harvest Share building, not only can you get food for you, but you can also get food for your furry babies, your fur babies. Okay, and that's for folks in need, correct? Absolutely. All right, now, Robin, for more information about Harvest Share or the Paw Pantry, where do people go? Our best bet right now is on social media. Come check us out on Facebook. We are at the Paw Pantry of Murray County, or we're at Harvest Share. And hopefully soon we'll be getting some little bit more exposure into the Internet and social media and everything that we can be in our community. And I think it's fair to say the uh, crowd today has exhibited a great enthusiasm for both Harvest Share and the Paw Pantry. Oh, my gosh. It has been overwhelming, and I have just cried you know, tears of joy. Thank you so much, guys, for supporting us and making sure that we're welcome. It's been a great day. I'm Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm at the Memorial Building. It's Saturday. The Soup and Bowl event has been held to support Harvest Share. And also money has been raised for the Paw Pantry, which works hand-in-hand with Harvest Share to make sure that people in need and their pets are taken care of. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, guys. Happy Saturday. Happy Soup and Bowl. Erskine Early, who founded Early's Honey Stand with his mother Mamie in the summer of 1925, has shared the story of the founding of their business with many, and it is told again in an article that sits on the table at the entrance of their current location. It seems that they had an overflow of honey that year, and he and his mother poured into poured it into all of the different types of jars that they could find. Then they put up a rough counter made of four-by-eights on top of three steel drums under a shade tree on the old toll road that ran south to Florida. They nailed a rough sign on the old mulberry tree above them that said, Honey for Sale, and Early's Honey Stand was born. Early goes on to say in the article that in that fall, when his father was making sausages and smoking hams, a guy came up and asked if he could buy some of the sausages. Early's father had a reputation for making the best in the county in a time when everyone made their own. Sales took off, and they still smoke their meat products the same way that his father did almost 100 years ago. In 1985, the Spring Hill Morning Sun ran an article about Early's Honey Stand. Not too long after setting up under that tree, the article states the Early family bought an old toll house on Highway 31. 
Since it was no longer a toll road, the buildings were no longer being used. But the shape worked well for a roadside stand, keeping customers out of the heat and the rain. The old building has been changed over the years, but it still sits under the trees, just off the main road. Life events have affected the business over the years, especially during the Great Depression, when prices fell as much as 34%. It has also survived World War II, the upheavals of the 1960s, and most recently, the pandemic. The business has come a long way since it began. Then, they now carry an array of foods and seasonings, including the honey and smoked pork products that got them started, that can be shipped all over the country. Additional products include flavored mustards like horseradish and Vidalia onion, steak seasoning and their traditional pork rub, jellies and jams like Mamie used to make, fruit butters, pickled mushrooms and asparagus, bourbon grilling sauce, barbecue sauce, biscuit mix, cheeses, and more. Inside, the store is set up to look like an old-time food stand. There are coolers and shelves filled with all kinds of foods imbued with country flavors. A catalog of all of their products comes out every Christmas which began in 1950. Each shipment has, was hand-packed by the early family when they first started shipping orders out of Tennessee. Inside the package would be a carefully typed note card listing the order and signed by hand by Erskine himself. Before shipping, they would hand-deliver orders to those who ordered them in the area. Recipes for some of their favorite down-home items can be found online, like sausage balls, hush puppies, and country ham. Over time, new products have been added to the original product stars with suggested usage ideas like employing their pickled garlic and as an addition to any butterboard, charcuterie board, cheese board, flatbreads, pizza, pasta, salads, or stir-fries. Everything, everything in the store is steeped in tradition. As a child, Erskine used to serve customers ice-cold spiced apple cider on hot days, and they still serve cider today. They also have tasting Saturdays. Early's Honey Stand is located at 1575 Main Street in Spring Hill. You can order by calling 1-800-523-2015. Visit them online at earlys.com. They're also open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. On Saturday, a fundraiser supporting the Crossroads to Home Cafe was held at the factory at Columbia. Our own Del Kennedy attended the event and spoke to organizer Mark Kirschbaum. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today is Saturday, Saturday evening. I'm at the factory in downtown Columbia and Crossroads Cafe, located in the basement of Harvest Share in downtown Columbia, is having a fundraiser. Classic vinyl is rocking the house, but all the money raised here is for an extremely good cause. Crossroads to Home Cafe. I'm speaking with Mark Kirschbaum, who is the chair of the board of Crossroads to Home Cafe. Mark, can you tell us what Crossroads to Home Cafe is all about and how it came about? About three years ago, we started a coalition to try to get together agencies who all touched people who were home insecure. From that, we opened a cafe that's open Monday through Friday from 10 to 2 in the bottom of the Harvest Share Pantry. We serve a hot meal, we provide showers, we have a small amount of clothing, uh, we give them a place to get in out of the elements in clement weather, and we get to know them, what their issues are, try to understand what we can do to help them get back on their feet and be permanently homed. Wow, and how does that work? Tell me how it's gone. 
So far, we are working with landlords to find uh, folks who are affordable housing, and that's become a bigger issue. We work with an agency out of Franklin called the Franklin Housing Authority, and we're actually chasing a grant to try to get some HUD money brought into Columbia directly so that we can help transitional housing to help get people off their feet, get into their first apartment, get a secure house, and then take over that rent and move forward on their own. How big is the problem of homelessness in Murray County? Uh, last year, we saw about 2,800 people on our drop-ins at the cafe. Those are visits. Some of the people are recurring visitors, sometimes one time only. But last year alone, in 2022, we saw 481 brand-new faces that we'd not seen before. What we're discovering is that eviction is becoming a bigger issue, loss of the ability to have affordable housing, so they were in a permanent home, couldn't no longer afford it as the rents went up. Or it only took a single catastrophic event to throw them over the edge and have them lose their home. So it can happen to anybody. If you think you're immune from that, it's all over the place. Wow. And you were telling me about something unique that Crossroads Cafe does. Just basic things like a a mailbox, a P.O. box, and and an ID. Well, we discovered when we got to really meet these folks that the two things that were nobody was providing that we were able to have a little niche service is that we will help them by providing their mailbox. So if they want to apply for SNAP benefits to an agency or try to get a job, they can use our address. You cannot get a job without an ID. So if they've lost their ID or didn't have a Tennessee ID, we help them get out to the DMV, get a Tennessee ID, or uh, get a replacement for one they've lost or had stolen. So without that, they can't get a job. So number one issue for them is a secure income. We need to help them. And I understand that Crossroads to Home Cafe, Crossroads implies that you are a Crossroads, and you interface with a number of different uh, agencies, institutions who help the homeless and once you discover what your clients need, you guide them to those agencies. We have convened quarterly meetings of what we call the Crossroads to Home Coalition. These are a lot of folks who touch people who are homeless. Everybody from the Center of Hope who deals with domestic violence, a lot of their clients will come to us for the mailbox. We're a, uh, it gives them a service they wouldn't otherwise have. We work directly with the Family Center, with the Place of Hope, with a number of agencies in town, all who touch the homeless in some way. We work with parole officers for folks coming directly out of prison. There's not a lot of preparation, and so when they hit the streets, they are immediately homeless. So those are all agencies we try to work with, coordinate, and make sure we have a wraparound set of services. We work with each other and refer to each other. Wow. That's amazing stuff. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm at the factory. It's Saturday night. Crossroads Home Cafe is having a fundraiser. Classic vinyl is rocking the house. And money's being raised for a very good cause. I've been speaking with Mark Kirschbaum, who is the uh, chair of the board of Crossroads Home Cafe. Mark, fun occasion, great cause. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And please, all of you, come on out. We, uh, we can use the revenue, and we, are, uh, we have one employee, and we are completely dependent on philanthropy, the goodness of the churches in this town, and the individuals who support us. Okay, and more, most importantly, though, if people are not here tonight but they want to help or they know people who might need the help of Crossroads to Home Cafe, 
Where do they go to get more information? We are located at 1001 Galloway on 9th and Galloway in the bottom level of the Harvest Share Food Pantry. Please come down, visit us anytime. Uh, bring some food that we can share with the homeless. Uh, bring some slightly used clothing that will help these folks stay warm and out of the elements. But come to know us. Okay, website or Facebook page? Uh, CrossroadsToHome.com. We uh, have service listings there. You're welcome to come see us. All right. Thank you, Mark Kirschbaum. Congratulations on this event. Appreciate all your support. Studies indicate that speaking in front of people is one of the leading causes of anxiety, but public speaking is also one of the most important skills used in everyday life. Through a 4-H program, youth are given the opportunity to not only learn how to speak in front of a group of people, but to also master the skill. Back in January, those skills were put to the test at the Murray County Public Speaking Contest. During the months of November and December, 4-H members from across Murray County wrote speeches and competed within their school clubs for the opportunity to move on to the Murray County Public Speaking Contest. From here, the Grand Champion and Reserve Grand Champion are invited to represent Murray County at the Area Public Speaking Contest. The Area Contest allows students to compete against the top two individuals from all the counties in the area. In fourth grade competition, Caitlin Delaney was named the Public Speaking Grand Champion, with Addie Snoblin being named the Reserve Grand Champion. Brooklyn Gardner followed in third place. Caitlin and Addie went on to represent Murray County at the Area Public Speaking Contest back on January 19th in Franklin. The 5th grade division found Parker Hendricks being named the County Grand Champion, followed by Copper Otmers as the Reserve Grand Champion, with Ezraya Estrada taking home 3rd place. Parker and Cooper were also competed at the Area Contest representing Murray County. The 6th through 12th grade public speaking contest was held on January 10th. Winning first place in the 6th grade division was Kate Gwynn, followed by Kayla Horwath as reserve grand champion, with Xavier Smith in third. Kate and Kayla both represented Murray County in the area contest. The 7th grade public speaking grand champion was Micah Gwynn, followed by Esther Russell, with Micah moving on to the area contest. The 10th grade public speaking grand champion was Annabelle Damastis and Patton Duval, who was named the 11th grade public speaking grand champion. Patton and Annabelle competed at the area contest and both qualified to move on to compete at the Central Region Senior High Public Speaking Contest in February. Public speaking can be a challenge for many adults and youth. These five 4-Hers handled the challenge like professionals and were outstanding representatives of Murray County. For more information about Murray County 4-H or any of these projects, you can call 931-375-5301. All youth are welcome to join the Murray County 4-H program. 4-H is a part of UT Extension and the UT Institute of Agriculture. UT Extension provides equal opportunities in programs and employment through the cooperation of county, state, and federal governments. The City of Columbia has established a a design competition to create an official city flag, and Columbia residents are invited to take part in the process by submitting their original flag designs from now through March 15th. The final winning design will be announced on April 20th. The city is excited to give the public an opportunity to participate in the design process, as it will reflect and symbolize our community. Designs can be submitted on the city's website at www.columbiatn.com. 
All entries will be judged based on flag criteria presented in the competition guidelines, then narrowed down to three final designs. The public will have a chance to vote from April 1st through the 15th on the final three designs chosen by the Columbia Arts Council. The winning design will reflect Columbia's pride, rich history, promising future, and embody what makes Columbia special and unique using meaningful symbolism and minimal color and design features. I couldn't be more excited about this flag design competition that will result in the first official flag for the city of Columbia, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. A flag creates identity, establishes symbolism, and promotes unity, and I can't wait to see the final product. Our community is full of creative individuals with, from all walks of life, and I am particularly pleased that this will be a public-driven process. And I'm also excited that this project is being led in part by Nathaniel Bliss, a local scout with Troop 111, who brought forward the idea as part of his Eagle Scout project. I encourage all members of the community to participate in what will be a project that will be historic in nature, given its long-term, lasting effects, he said. Nathaniel Bliss is eager to see the end results of the process. I chose the flag design competition as my Eagle Scout project because I am interested in flags and what they represent, as well as the impact they have on a community, stated Bliss. I recognized that Columbia did not have a flag and felt it was time our city got one. A flag symbolizes a city, its history, culture, and people. It unifies the community and provides something to rally around. As a proud resident of Columbia, I thought our historic city deserved such an important symbol, he said. Basic rules and guidelines include, but are not limited to, 1. To submit an original flag design by March 15th. The competition is limited to Columbia residents only. No compensation will be given for any design submitted. Only one entry per resident and all ages and skill levels are welcome to participate. For a complete list of rules and information regarding the flag project, visit the city's website at www.columbiatn.com. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Shane Clark, 62, passed away on Friday, February 10th at his residence in Columbia, Visitation with the family of Mr. Clark will be held at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home on Wednesday, February 15th from 4 to 8 p.m. A celebration of life will be held at a later date. Mrs. Erlene Faye Fowler-Pipkin, 77, a homemaker and resident of Columbia, died Saturday, February 11th at Murray Regional Medical Center. A graveside service for Mrs. Pipkin will be conducted on Wednesday at 2 p.m. at Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 11.30 to 1.30 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love, we start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness, and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. 
Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have plenty of sunshine today with a high near 65 degrees. Winds will be out of the west-southwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect some clouds to come in with a low of 37. Winds will be light and variable. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwenGroup, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, friends. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you've given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home.
I can go from zero to 60 way too fast. <laughs> Who knew electric vehicle owners were having so much fun? 20 or 30 years ago, I owned a, a gas sports car, and this car is much quicker. It's a great, fun car to drive. When you put your foot on the accelerator, it just goes. They're fun, they're fast, they're efficient. Visit driveelectrictn.org to learn how you can start having fun driving an electric vehicle. Sponsored by the East Tennessee Clean Fuels Coalition, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Tennessee Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally was hospitalized last Thursday due to experiencing symptoms of an irregular heartbeat and underwent surgery to get a pacemaker inserted, he announced. McNally first announced the news of his hospitalization in a Twitter post around 11.40 p.m. last Thursday. He said he checked himself into Vanderbilt University Medical Center. Just after 4 p.m. on Friday, he reported his pacemaker surgery went smoothly. Currently in recovery and resting comfortably, McNally, who also serves as the state's Senate Speaker, said in a Twitter post, Thank you to friends, family, colleagues, and citizens across the state for your messages, prayers, and support. I'm looking forward to getting back to work, he said. A blast at a Williamson County-owned quarry escalated beyond a routine explosion a couple of weeks ago, alarming many people countywide after an apparent catastrophic failure, according to officials. The explosion, which took place at the Williamson County Highway Department quarry located on 302 Beasley Drive, occurred when a privately licensed Dino Noble was preparing for a planned blast, Franklin Fire Marshal Andy King said. The crew for Dino Noble, which is contracted by the county, drilled a hole to contain explosive material. However, the explosive slurry placed into the hole seeped into the ground below. More explosives were loaded into the cavity, and when fired, the hole blew out, King said. This caused a significant air pressure change that was heard and felt across much of Franklin and Cool Springs, King stated. The blast violated state laws by launching large pieces of rock 2,000 feet onto adjacent properties and exceeded the state 140 decibel noise limit. There were no injuries reported, though the explosion caused a Franklin school to shelter in place. This incident was noticeable and disruptive, but we are fortunate that no one was hurt, King stated. King said seismographs were being used and may be considered as part of the investigation by the state fire marshal's office, which has jurisdiction over blasting. The county's quarry is not associated with the neighboring quarry owned by Vulcan Materials. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Columbia's own 7th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament returns March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex. Come see the Lady Volunteers face off against Austin P. starting at 5.30 p.m. Opening game, Columbia State versus Motlow College at 1 p.m. Food trucks on site and parking is free. Tickets are $10 and sold exclusively online at ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic. Or check out the City of Columbia Parks and Recreation today. The Mid-State Classic, March 15th. See you at the game. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. This month marks one year since country singer Lauren Elena joined the Grand Ole Opry family. The Opry is celebrating by offering one lucky fan tickets to see her at the Opry, and you will also meet Lauren, receive an autographed poster, an exclusive copy of her book, and more. One contest winner will get two tickets to see Lauren Elena in the Grand Old Opry, two backstage meet and greet passes, two daytime backstage tour tickets, one autographed Lauren Elena introduction hat show print, and one autographed copy of Lauren's book, Getting Good at Being You, Learning to Love Who God Made You to Be. The winner will get to choose from a selection of show dates. You can submit your information at www.opry.com forward slash contest for a chance to win. The sweepstakes ends March 1st at 12 a.m. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe.